You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. The Jet Dolphin game was as, and this is going to be hard to say, but, but you'll understand what I mean. The Jet Dolphin game was as bad a performance as I've seen this Jet team give you all the way around. Okay? All the way. Every, every phase, everything negative you could say. And listen, I'm not going to tell you anything that Dan and Greg hasn't broken down over the past couple of hours. Okay, and you know Greg does it well. Brings you, takes you through the mindset of the player and how it's supposed to be, what's supposed to happen, how they made the mistakes, how they misread their coverage, lack of communication. I mean, Dan and Greg do it all in the postgame. I'm just telling you from somebody just sitting here watching it, not trying to break it down, not trying to look at individual schemes, not trying to figure. This team was not prepared to play Miami. They weren't. And there should have been, in hindsight, there should have been more of an emphasis placed for this team to understand how Miami was going to come out and play you based off the embarrassing bad loss they had on Monday night. You had to know. You had to know that this team, even without Tyreek Hill, you had to know that this team was not in a good mood and they were going to put the hurt on you and the frustration and the anger and the disappointment they felt by losing to a Tennessee Titans team that they were up two scores by. You knew it. You had to know. And so that meant that You had to be prepared to face an angry team who knows you very well. They play you twice a year. So you had to be prepared. You had to know that this was going to happen. We have talked about this offensive line for the Jets over and over and over again. And we know it's not been good. And we understand with the injuries, it's even worse. Now, they were decent last week. Give them credit. They were decent last week. But once again, understanding your opponent and understanding the situation, you knew that this defense was going to challenge Zach Wilson and the offensive line from the minute they stepped on the field. And the team was not prepared. I mean, you can't even... Any Zach Wilson critic, you can't even mention... This had nothing to do with him. This had nothing to do. This was a situation where the offensive line was just, it wasn't competitive. And you look at at how Makai Becton played and how he has played, but especially today. I mean, everybody gets beat occasionally. You get that. Nobody's perfect. But he really can't move against rushers on the edge. They just give a little fake one way, go the other way, and it's a clear path. I mean, this offensive line is in shambles. So I would think, and it was really funny to hear people asking about, well, Aaron Rodgers, don't, (laughs) please. Even if there was any thought process about saying, you know what, let's, let's suit them up after today, after today. 
where you lost Zach Wilson with a head injury originally. Then there was dehydration. Then there was concussion. All right, here's what we know. He didn't come back. And you saw what happened to him. I mean, there's, let's just forget about that. that. That's not happening. So we'll see Aaron Rodgers next year. We're good. We'll see you next year. That's the offensive side. Defensively, there were, I mean, there didn't seem to be any adjustments whatsoever. On the telecast, they're begging the Jets. Why aren't you doubling Waddle? Why are you singling Waddle? Was there any pressure on Tua? Yeah, a couple of times they got to him. But, I mean, the Jet offense had four yards in the first half. Four. And yeah, the defense was on the field a lot. Yeah, I get it. But there was no adjustments. They didn't take Waddle away from Tua. They ran the same play. Mostart ran the same play three times to get into the end zone. And the only reason that he didn't score the last time on the third on the same play was because it was a penalty. I mean, nothing changed defensively. Nothing. They didn't do anything to try to take Waddle out of this game. And coming in with no Tyreek Hill, you had to know this we can't let Waddle beat us. Can't do it. They have other weapons. Yes, we'll let the other weapons try to do that. Especially the game that he had on the Jets on Black Friday. We have 140 yards in receptions. And today, another over 100 again. I mean, what are, we, what, what are you doing? And then, to make matters worse... Not apparently, apparently, and I'm only going to say apparently because in listening to the broadcast, right, on the fake punt, Tony Romo said, yeah, they'll probably do it, but not this play. And he told you because there, there's no room to run that play there. Everybody was up. So like, no, you don't do it here. And they tried to do it and they got stuffed. So the offensive line. Causes a fumble. They give up the uh, scores on the one one play later. They're in the end zone touchdown. The bad, the missed punt play deep in your own territory. Now they march right down the field. That's 10 nothing. Okay. But then after that, Miami just marched up and down the field on this jet defense. They did. And once again, no, nothing, no adjustments, nothing, nothing. This was not one of Robert Sala and his coaching staff's finest moments today. This game, it was not. It was not. Yeah, I, Larry, they had injuries defensively. Yeah, I saw that. I know. This team is always injured. I, I, I always see the team. I know the team has injuries. I know this time of the year, everybody's got injuries in the National Football League. I get it. They all do. Everybody's playing with backups at some position. But this team wasn't prepared to play at all, at all. And listen, I hear DJ Reed in the post game. you know, I'm, I got to be better. I have to, listen, I love the accountability. I do. But the defense giving him, the coordinators and Salah giving him some help would have been better. Yeah, I, I thank you for taking, you know, thank you for standing up there and, and taking one for the team. Yeah, I messed up. 
I got to do better, blah, blah, blah. This is what happened. Great. Love the accountability. Respect that from DJ Reed. Much respect. But where's the accountability from the coaching staff to help him out? Excuse me, to help him out so that he doesn't end up in that spot again. There's got to be. You cannot, with a familiar opponent, do things the same way. You can't. You have to find a way to do something different. And they didn't do that. And that's part of the reason why they were blasted the way they were blasted today. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. Bunch of calls. We'll get to you in a second. I mean, Gary Wilson, three receptions, 29 yards, long of 18, four targets, none in the first half. Jalen Waddell. Eight receptions, 142 yards, and the touchdown in nine targets. And once again, I'm not saying, what's going on with the Jets quarterbacks? They, could, they didn't have time to get him the ball. Not the routes he was going to run. They didn't have time. There's no way the way that offensive line played. It was no way. But here's the difference. Jalen Ramsey was not covering Gary Wilson alone. Some plays he may have been, but he had safety help over the top. They were determined that Wilson was not going to beat them. The Jets defense scheme did not have the same mindset because they allowed Jalen Waddle to be Tyreek Hill. <laughs> they did. They did. They allowed him to be Tyreek Hill. I mean, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Jamie in Jersey, start us off on the drive. How are you, Larry? How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jamie. What's happening? All right. So, again, like, I I don't understand. Like, you, you have um, the Chargers. They they obviously they get rid of their their coach. Mm-hmm. Like, do we have to do this every week? I mean, like every week. I mean, I have uh, two older kids that that come home for college, and we sit here and we watch these games. And I, I'm like, it's it's not even the same sport. It's the jet games. Like jet football is not even. Football, I like it's not even. I I can't even like equate it to to football. It's nuts. It's crazy. I mean, yes, I'm so thankful that the Knicks and the Rangers have a pulse and they're good. <laughs> like, and again, I, I mean that. I mean that in a positive way. But the, the Jets, oh my God! Like, it's I I, I, I again, I don't uh, I don't stay home. I don't. I used to, you know, make it appointment football. I won't do it. I can't do it with the Jets. It was on today. It was twenty-four nothing, and I was like, 
Oh my god! I just got a puppy this week. I I took a took her outside to uh, to use the, uh, the the bathroom. Before I knew it, the game was over. The game is over <laughs> at halftime. Yeah, it was Jamie. It sure was. Thanks for the phone call. I hear your frustration, my friend. I do, I do. And that and it was bad today. There's no question. It was bad. The offensive line wasn't. It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't competitive. And then somebody asked Coach Salah after the game, what did you say to your team? And he said what he said. And I'm saying to myself, that can't be all you said to them. That can't be all, well, we'll you know, we got three more, let's do the best. That can't be it. That, that can't be. He, as a competitor, that can't be all you said to them. Just as a head coach who's, a leader of men who, who you look at the team, you look how you were beaten soundly in every phase of the game. Tomorrow you can say, "All right, we put this behind us. Let's go." You know, tomorrow, tomorrow, that's when you do it. Twenty-four hours, okay. Twenty-four hours after twenty-four hours, we move on. We get ready for our next opponent. Okay, got it. Today, today is not. Well, we got to suck it up and do the best we can over the next three. We've got to play our best football. That's not today. Today is reaming that team out for not putting all putting effort on in, on the field. And once again, he may not be he doesn't have to be telling us, you know, what he really said. I get that. A lot of coaches don't do that. They don't tell you what's going on behind there. And I understand today's athlete, well, you got you know, you gotta be careful what you say. And but I'm not you're not looking at individuals. You're looking at this was a team thing. This was an individual. This was a team thing. Mike's in Miami. Mike, you're next on 98.7. Larry, good evening. What's um, up, Mike? Um, happy holiday season, my brother. You too. Um, all the best um, for the holiday season and the and new to year. to your family. To you and your family. Um, listen, I'm not going to get on Zach um, this week. I'm going to give a break. Um, last week, I wanted to jump on and reach out to you and let you know, don't fall for the fool's gold. But... You weren't on the air. I think the Rangers had a game. Um, it was game night um, last weekend. Don't know if the media with all the hype. Um, after, no offense to you, please. Um, after the game about Zach and all week, AFC Player of the Year. Look, offensive line. Of the week. Of the week. Problem. Of the week. Player of the week. Oh, not oh, of, oh, not of the, week. the year. Sorry, no, not of the oh. year. Of the week. Yeah, yeah. Did I say of the year? Yeah, I'm no, no. no. Of the week. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, please. You know that's not. The no, there's no way. You know that's a Fortean slip. Mm-hmm. We should only be so lucky. Fortean. Yeah, really. Look, um, the offensive line was brutal. No question about it. As I said, I'm not going to put it on Zach this week. However, we all do know that quarterbacks sometimes um, mass deficiencies, and he just doesn't have it. But, again, I don't want to sound like I'm going against Zach Wilson and dumping on Zach Wilson. I want to look forward. Because okay. the season's over, yep. I don't want to hear about the clown car show about always oh, Aaron Rodgers gonna um, um, start this year for the Jets. Please, that is a disaster waiting to, to happen. And Agreed. I'm speaking of someone now. Of course, I'm not Aaron Rodgers uh, or, or an athlete to that to that effect. Uh, having said that, Aaron Rodgers, the risk reward is so great. The risk that that would be crazy. One thing to do it in practice, it's another thing to have a 
300-pound defensive tackle chasing you during the, um, during the game. Let's look forward to next year, okay? You've heard me say this before. The Jets, it looks like the Jets won't have a top-10 pick. Right now with three games to go, I think they're number five or number six picking in the draft, which it is what it is. You can You're right, Mike. Get, You're right. Thanks for the phone call. It's about right now looking at the next year and saying, hey, guess what? This is what we got to do. We need – it's about rebuilding for next year. We need tackles. We need uh, – also on the defensive side, we need a nose somebody or a big-time nose tackle or – well, they really play 4-3, so they wouldn't put a nose tackle in there. But they need somebody that can help Quentin Williams stop the run because this team is getting gassed on the ground. They got gassed on the ground last year. They're getting gassed on the ground again this year. Okay? They are. The run is the running is has killed them, so they have they've got a lot to do. They've got a lot to do on this team. Got to get a backup quarterback. They've got a lot to do on this team. There's no question about it, Mike. There's no question. And today, today this is not about quarterback play. Today this is about the offensive line not being competitive. That's what today is about. That's what today is about. That offensive line was not competitive at all. It, it's almost like the defense knew what the offense was going to run before the offense ran. And just just no communication. Like, okay, when he comes this way, you hand them off. And here's the thing. It, happened, it happens in the first quarter. I get it. But what are you guys looking at when you're looking at these, when you're looking at these uh, tablets on the sideline? Because the same thing happened. Over and over and over. no adjustment. Nobody. All right. Last time this happened. Okay. If it happens again, you pick this guy up and I'll pick this guy up and let the let the let the tight end come into this gap and we'll stop. Nothing. Nothing. They ran the same stunts over and over again with no with with no with the same results. Ira's in Staten Island. What's up, Ira? Yeah, what is your Hey, Ira. What's happening? Same to you Happy and yours. Hey, just an extra second here tonight. You know, you, you broke down the game. I, I was at the game. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. Everybody knows what took place. I'm, I'm going to do something that I really don't like to do and call for people's job. Aaron Rodgers is holding the franchise hostage, and that's one of the reasons I don't want to get involved with him. And Joe Douglas, I know they got ravaged by injuries, but even before the injury started, Becton – and what's his name, uh, Dwayne Brown, going into the two tackles this year, uh, was it was even shaking at best considering he just ordered Rodgers. Mm-hmm. A game like today gets a staff fired. And we yeah. won't do it, which is probably the right thing to do, and you won't because of Rodgers. And I'll tell you quite frankly, if Rodgers is going to hold me up and i got to make moves like Lindsey Tomlin for some reason parts ways with this deal. I got to jump on top of mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. If that means losing Rodgers, so be it. I'll, I'll just keep on going forward because the next year is going to be a last year anyway. I don't want to hear this two, three year nonsense with Rodgers. This staff was, this was the most embarrassing, unprepared team. And now, Salah, two years in a row, and I know he's got quarterback issues. I know he's got, you know, injury injuries, all this other stuff. Last year, what happens with, with the playoffs on the line at seven and four? He goes 0 and 6. This year, four and three with the playoffs on the line, he's on his way to one and nine. 
that is a fireable offense. And if people think when Rogers coming back, they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, you're crazy. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll be in 9-18 and, and they'll be competitive next year. Right now, they need to seriously consider making major changes because I don't think anything else is going to change. Ira, you're 1,000% right, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. I agree with what you're saying. And, and once again, I don't know. I'm not sold that Rodgers is, you know, all in on Robert Sala. I don't know that. I, I don't know. I mean, that seems to be the thinking. I don't know that that's the case. I really don't. But I tell you, when you look at how that team played today, I mean, that's It's, it's awful. Once again, it's it's not losing. It's how you lost. The Dolphins are a better team. Okay, they're a better team. They've got their starting quarterback, and you've got, you know, your your number two and number three guys in there. Okay? They're a better team. But nevertheless, can you put forth an effort? Can you can you can 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 the coaching staff put guys in better position? And once again, I understand injuries. Every guy doesn't play the same way. That's why you have levels. That's why he's the third guy, because he's not as good as the second guy, who's not as good as the first guy. Well, then if you see with the injuries, then you have to make different adjustments to your scheme because you know that what you put in originally is not going to work because you're with players who aren't as familiar, who don't have the playing time, who don't have the same skill set. That didn't happen today. Did you see adjustments? I didn't. I mean, I don't, I just, I just, I don't know. And Larry, you know, you can say, Larry, what could they do with the offensive line? What? what? It is what it is. Well, then if I got to, if I got to put an, an extra, if I got to put all my tight ends on, on two tight ends on either side, that's what I got to do. I've got to find some way to move the football and protect and move the ball to keep my get my defense a blow at some point in time. Nothing. They just they just kept running into the same thing. And yeah, on the cup on one or two occasions, there might have been somebody open, but if if for for Zach Wilson, but I mean with the rush, he's like he can't see anything. Can't see a thing. All he knows is he's getting knocked around again. Mumbling. That's why they want to come back in this. That's why they want to come back and play. And after today, if there's any conversation about Aaron Rodgers stepping forth behind that offensive line, you are out of your mind. We'll continue the conversation next on 9870 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty. On 98.7 ESPN. I'm going to have to put on the brakes of my comments about the Buffalo Bills, the way they're tormenting Dallas today. 31-3. I mean, Josh Allen is chilling on the sidelines now. This game is over. Get this, Josh Allen. 7 of 15 for 94 yards in the touchdown. I mean, Dallas looks whipped, defeated, done. They don't they don't know what hit them. This was going to be a measuring test for both teams. And to see Dallas dismantled 
the way they were today, it, uh, it, 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 if you're in the AFC, you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is a, this is a major statement here. It's a major statement by Buffalo. They're not dead yet. Back to the phones we go. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Good evening, Larry. Shout out to the company. And just wanted to call in and, you know, go through the misery of being a Jet fan every week. <laughs> so, here's, and, you know, my theme today is, you know, these so-called horrible QBs. Because as I'm watching, I'm not going to say it's the quarterback play. Because... I'm going to give the kid a break. He was concussed. He was, the offensive line didn't um, do a very good job today. Uh, but there are times where I do feel like, you know, uh, if we just had a, a bit of a better, different quarterback, we could have could have done a little bit better because part of the reason, Larry, that Miami knew kind of like everything that we were doing is because we kind of simplified our offense so much to Zach Wilson's needs last week that, <laughs> You know, this is this is the only way that he can play, sadly. And when the pressure is turned up, you know, this is what this is kind of what what we've seen, what kind of the play of what we've seen. But I'm not going to be too harsh on him because, like I said, he was concussed, and you know, it was what it was. But um, the theme of these so-called horrible quarterbacks, because as I switch over the channel. I've been hearing all week and all season how horrible, you know, the quarterback was from New Orleans and how, you know, thank God the Jets didn't sign up for that, you know, route and everything else that goes along with it. But I see him do a very uh, against a very good giant defense with a very good schemer in Wake Martindale. Go out there and have a workmanlike game and pretty much put up three touchdowns. And now I just look at the overall tabulations where he caught, where Derek Carr has about eight more touchdowns and 800 more yards thrown than the Jets' current, you know, starting QB. So, yeah, I'm a little annoyed. And I'm a little annoyed, like with what Ira said, with the fact that our franchise has been hijacked by Aaron, by Aaron Rodgers because – the downgrade of Corey Davis and Elijah Moore with uh, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb is why people now are saying, well, maybe this team wasn't just one quarterback away. No, we were one quarterback away, and we had one offseason where we just pretty much didn't, di- di- didn't improve the offensive line and then got a bunch of weapons that pretty much di- were pretty much useless in this season. So that's why I'm a little upset. Thank you for allowing me to vent, Larry. Have a great one. All right, Jose, thanks for the phone call. I hear what you're saying, but remember, uh, folks in New Orleans haven't exactly been singing Derek Carr's praises, (laughs) okay? So, yeah, he had a good game today, and you're right, against a very good Giant defense that has improved over the past couple weeks. But, you know, this Saints team in a a very bad division is, is still under 500. They're not exactly running away with things. However... When you look at who's better, and hopefully, and you would think that's what Joe Douglas and the Jet hierarchy was thinking about. If you look at who's better, it was, okay, we think Aaron Rodgers is better than Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers can take us further than Derek Carr. Were there negatives? Of course. He's much older than Derek Carr. Derek Carr hasn't played well previously in the postseason. That was an issue. So I think all these things went into their decision. In hindsight, the way it is, and it looks like Aaron Rodgers is now running the organization from to to uh, to some Jet fans. 
yeah, I understand why you're upset right now because now he's the he, he's the relative that won't leave. <laughs> we want to get him out of here and he won't go. And now he's running things and it's it's an issue. I get it. But, you know, it should have worked. In theory, should have worked. Andy's in Philly. What's up, Andy? Hey, Larry. I appreciate you trying to solve the enigma of the Jets. And, uh, you know, we we talked about it. They, they come into every season under Joe Douglas with the offensive line. They don't know who's starting the play. And they finish every season with the quarterbacks getting destroyed. Um, part, of the, part of the problem is, along with a couple of good first stringers, we're starting with second stringers. So when they get hurt, we're immediately down to third and fourth string. Mm-hmm. But I really want to simplify it. Five years is plenty of time to turn a team around, right? If you know what you're doing, you know, as a GM, you see it all over the league, you know, Detroit, two seasons should be enough to get the team to have a winning record and get to the playoffs. Certainly three seasons, five seasons. This guy has been wrong on so many major decisions and primarily he just really hasn't, you know, taken care of the offensive line decisions. Every chance he had, you know, instead of trying to stay with Darnold and, and fulfilling his promise to build around him, instead of taking Penny Sewell, he took Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking a tackle in that great 2022 draft, and, and look, you know, we love Sauce, and we love Wilson, and we love, you know, he picked three or four guys in that first round, no, no tackles. You know, it's just, it, you just, it's just that's the problem. It's the problem, and he's had five years to fix it, and we're still a laughing stock, and we still don't know what next year is going to be. And when you have to, you know, when you go out and get an Aaron Rodgers, you're saying to your owner, I can't pick the quarterback, and I can't develop him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and hit the easy button. Mm-hmm. That's damning enough. That yeah. should be reason enough to say, Okay, if you don't know how to pick them and you don't know how to develop them, why are you my GM? Mm-hmm. And, and the other, and the other the GM. yeah, really. Thanks for the phone call, Andy. And the other part is that makes it worse is you pick the coach, and now you've got a coach that's got, you know, three years of loss of losing record for three years and not making the playoffs. Do you know how hard it is to not make the playoffs in the NFL for 13 years? 13. Not making the playoffs. 13 years straight. That's hard. Because, Andy, you're right. Normally, you have a couple of years, you find ways to turn it around. You do. You do. And they just they just haven't been able to figure it out. They have not been able to figure it out. They've picked the wrong people with the wrong in the wrong positions. And they just have not figured it out. And they're torn, right? Because you don't want to continue changing because you have no continuity. Okay. If indeed they decide to move on from the head coach and they blow out the whole let's say they hypothetically blow out the whole staff. Now you got to bring everybody back. Then, then you got to start from scratch with everything. So now you, you, you know, that takes time. Continuity is important, but this record, the way it is, it's gonna be hard to bring everybody back. More next on ninety-eight seven ESPN.